That's me on the podcast Sharing a song With something to say about it With Thin Lear And Diagra Moon Losing my opinion So Matt, since we last spoke I went camping and I went to a wedding. Wow. It's busy, busy over here. What have you been up That's to? That's pretty amazing. That's your opening? That was what you had stored up for me? That's just life, bro. I just take it one day at a time. I guess that's a pretty great way to start. I, so I played a show. What was it? Tuesday. Did you get smoked out? Oh, you know what? I was going to ask you. <laughs> so I was, I was waiting outside the venue. I'm like, wow, things are very yellow out here. And I was like, maybe it's been a while since I've been in the city. You know, I'm a real suburban dude now. Maybe the city's yellow now. Maybe it's just the sepia tone that I've missed out on since I was there. Uh, But no, uh, there were fires. (laughs) So, uh, but we had a great crowd. Thank you to everyone who came out and braved the smoke. But it was was wild. It was a weird experience. We were all just like, people were kind of filing into the venue. And we were all texting each other and, and talking at the beginning and sort of realizing what was going on. So, uh, very surreal. Probably one of the more surreal gigs I've played, certainly. Yeah, it, it missed me entirely. I didn't see any of it, but it sucks. I thought that was just a West Coast problem. I, I was totally hit by it uh, when we lived out in Seattle a bunch of years yeah. ago. I did. I felt a bit guilty for calling everyone out to a gig that night. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know. I did not know. Brave the elements. Yeah, come on out <laughs> to see me. And cough and, and choke. Shit. Well, I want to get right to the, the meat of this year episode today, because um, it's not just us two. We got a special guest with us today. He is a Nashville musician, a podcasting veteran. He's a Gloitch pop guru. We got Jesse <laughs> Gillen Walters, aka Basic Printer, with us today. How are you, Jesse? Hey, I'm doing very well. I'm actually doing great. I don't know if you both know what this means to me to be on this podcast. It's very exciting. You won the contest. I did. We've been running this contest for a few weeks now, and uh, we're just really, you know, we're, we're honored to have you on and uh, that you won this, this experience. You're the only person who entered the contest. Uh, so, you know, I guess it's... Yeah, well, there's a lot of red tape. Right. Uh, it was, there's a yeah. big time horizon on it. There was a lot to the application. I, I understand why I maybe was the only one. The third interview, that was when I think we knew this is probably yeah. probably it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt that too. And I was yeah. like, I was ready. That was the one. The stars aligned. Um, yeah. Basic printer slaps. Happy to finally have you on. Very excited to, uh, to get this going today. This is, of course, losing my opinion. I am modern Bob Dylan resenting uh, indie musician Niagara Moon, a.k.a. Thomas Irwin. I am l- late period Bob Dylan champion. Indie musician, Thin Lear, a.k.a. Matt Longo. Yeah, you listening to Shadow Kingdom over oh, there? Oh, just really just rolling up my sleeves and digging in. No, I hate that you put me in the position of being like <laughs> late period Bob Dylan, because I'm not. Like, I'm really not. I like like maybe one or two songs off of like his last couple of records, but the record you chose is just so inappropriate. Sure, 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 sure. I get that he's still writing songs and maybe people are enjoying oh, he's the songs now. that he's writing. He's writing but songs. to be like... Hey, let's do Queen Jane approximately again now <laughs> with the voice I have for anybody to think that'd be a good idea. I'm, I'm yeah. still mystified. I, no, I'm not going to argue with you there. Yeah. I win. 
<laughs> I did it. Uh, and on this podcast, we, of course, uh, want to show each other songs. We want to surprise each other with opinions, arguments, hot takes, cold spaghetti, and everything in between. Yeah. Cold spaghetti. I come in today. I'm going to kick things off, and then we're going to bounce it over to uh, J-Man over there. But uh, I come today with a nice lighthearted segment, I think. Uh, we had the one and only Tom Rainey on a while back talking about TV theme songs. Mm. Um, and of course, that was a bit controversial because there's just so many great songs out there. But he was careful to qualify it. You know, he had his particular parameters. I have mine. I'm talking about all-time great theme songs. But I have very specific parameters okay. that I'd like to share with you all. So uh, my wife, Wei Min, and my singing partner as well, uh, she's a teacher. Very uh, interesting, rewarding, but demanding job, of course. You know, she gets up super early in the morning. It just goes on all day long, gremlin shouting at her. She comes home. She's still got to do more work. It doesn't end. You're not. You're never really off the clock during the week. Well, being married to you is also, I imagine, quite difficult. Oh no, that's it's that's the glue <laughs> that holds everything together. It's a walk in the park. What are you talking about? What she likes to do while she has to do, you know, her extracurriculars while she does all her prep work and stuff, uh, is put on TV. And it's it's not the kind of TV that I want to watch, but that's fine. I'm doing my own thing. I'm, I'm doing homework, I'm, I'm editing the show, I'm cooking. I got my own thing going on. But I, I hear this this TV, I hear these shows on in the background all the time. And the shows are constantly changing because, you know, you just plow through one season to the next and then you're on to the next show. Uh, she is a big fan of procedural dramas and medical dramas. Mm-hmm. Okay, you yeah. Know, s- serialized, like the story happens within one episode. It follows a very specific formula. Somebody's getting sick and they don't know yeah. why, or there was a murder and who did it, you know. Paint by numbers, that's her jam. I'm not into it. I, I half watch some of these shows at most, but some of these shows got great fucking theme songs, and that's what I want to dig mm-hmm. into today. I want to do the best of... Theme songs from shows my wife watches. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's a really specific topic. Yeah. Can't really challenge you on much of this. Uh, right. <laughs> no, no, no. The best one is, <laughs> yeah. It's I like... will say, you can start to imagine most of these are either network TV or like the USA channel. Okay, yeah, you we're talking I mean? all off-brand. Okay. It's a lot of white-collar and elementary. Suits. And characters welcome. Yeah. Wait, but are these songs, okay. are there any qualifiers for this? Like, is it just basically songs your wife watches? Is that the parameter? Or is it like songs that were written for the show or songs that were synced? Written for the show. Oh, written for yes. the show. Okay. So it has to be, oh. so it's intro theme songs written uh, specifically for the show. So like Won't Get Fooled Again is not going to be one of these songs. That, that <laughs> wouldn't count. And she doesn't like CSI. Oh, that's that's surprising because I feel, I feel like that fits into the... It does, but yeah, I forget why she uh, rejected it. Maybe Ted Danson's chin didn't agree with her okay. or something. Hey, it's, not, it's not for everybody. Uh, David Caruso sunglasses. Yeah. I need to sidebar since this is coming up with the with the uh, won't get fooled again. My all time favorite moment from losing my opinion is when Thomas did the. Yeah! I had to call out remember. sick the next day. Damn yeah, you was, just destroyed it in one shot. <laughs> I was rattled. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's written custom made for a particular show. Uh, I, maybe you'll see a theme here, maybe you won't. But some of these are bangers. Some of these just are permanently stuck in my head, even though I can't say I'm a fan of the show. So uh, we're gonna we're okay. gonna dig and in. We're presenting how we feel about these tracks. Sure, I, I have a vague ranking I here. See. You can see if you agree with it or not. Um, 
I, I have three, my top three, and then I have an honorable mention if we have time. Okay. But uh, the first one I want to share with y'all, I have mixed feelings about this one, but ultimately it's just too catchy. It's too ingrained in my psyche at this point not to include. It's the song from the, the hit show, ER. Oh, wow. Okay. It's been, I think, maybe three, three decades, maybe almost my entire life since I've <laughs> seen this show. I remember it was yeah. huge when I was growing up. Like, my mom would have it on. And I remember the, the opening is tense. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good show for moms <laughs> and grandmoms, yeah. Really? I have no, no point of reference for this, so. It's a tense it's a show. the world as I hear this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you'll be, yeah, you're coming to this with fresh ears. Yeah, maybe. It is an intense show. Well, but you're talking about it like it's, you know, kind of stodgy, perhaps. The music is not. Okay. The, the, the show itself, I don't know, maybe it was cutting edge back in 1994. Um, you know, it hasn't aged wonderfully since then. I'm not a big network TV drama guy, but it is one of certainly the titans of the genre. And the song, we'll see what y'all think. I, it, it leaves an impression on you. Mm. I will say that. I'm really my, like I'm, my brain is like filing through like all of the useless information from my childhood, <laughs> struggling to find whatever the tone of this is, and all I can remember is that it's tense and mm. like synth based. It's an emergency room, you know. It's that's an emergency. The, it sounds like an emergency. That's the vibe we're invoking. Yeah, yeah, Jesse. I'll be I'll be curious to hear uh, your impressions on this. Yeah. Notes of uh, Toto's Africa. It's a lot going on. It's a lot of syncopation that's. <laughs> oh, look at that. That change. Oh, change? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard this 300 times. All right, so that was the wow. intro. Hey, you could have put that on Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix, and I wouldn't, you know, I would not know the difference. That was like so enjoyable. That was great. It's just like, that it was, it was just like such a showstopper. It's like check out this, and then this, and then we get a change. And we yeah, got- Jesse, it's a lot of ideas. Like you hear, you hear a lot of ideas, and all of them are working well together. And that's a, that's a rare thing because normally you hear the ideas and you're like, they overcook this or whatever, but it's like, and they also have like the, the, the synth part, it sounds like the sound of a siren, you know, like it has that tone yeah. to it. It's good. I don't know if I was, uh, you know, mishearing this, but I heard like a tabla drum at points. Yep. Like there, what? There is that. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. You know, like in the ER room, <laughs> you associate with tabla drum. <laughs> yep. Right. That was good. Wow. So it's gonna be hard for you to top that, I feel. That was really Yeah. Good. Well, yeah, maybe so my next pick, y'all might think this is not quite up to snuff, but I, I have a soft spot for this uh this next song. Okay. Okay, uh, good. It's by none other than the Crystal Method. Love that. Uh America's answer to Chemical Brothers. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, uh Matt. Seems like you're familiar. I, I love the, the Chemical Brothers. I don't I've heard of the Crystal Method. I don't I don't I haven't listened to them. When, I, when you hear you say the Chemical Brothers, I just listen, hear that bass line in my head. 
Block rockin' beats. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, you ever messed around with the method? Crystal method, yeah. I had like, you know, uh, I don't uh, I don't remember where I discovered these, but, it, you know, in my youth, I had like three crystal method songs in my, you know, my top playlist of like 271 iTunes, cur- like meticulously curated iTunes playlist where you go in and you get all of the album art on each, you know, meticulously. Oh, yeah, manually. And it was like, anytime I was at my computer, that was on shuffle, and there was some crystal method in there. But I don't have, like, a deep knowledge of them past that. That's the name of the game. That's, uh, uh, it was a big DDR song. Oh, it was, yeah. So the show, the TV show, is Bones. Mm. Mm. Crystal Method did the song for Bones uh, back in whatever, 2008 maybe. I don't know. It sounded a little different on my headphones when I was going over today. Oh, feeling it, insecure. It left an imprint coming <laughs> out of the TV speakers. It always, I, I could, I couldn't help but bob my head each time. Right. It's a good one. All right, my mind is open. Yeah, you're gonna like it. You know what I have in my head? You remember there was a show? There's a movie Highlander, right? Then there's a show yeah. Highlander. Uh, and they had there's the, also a car. There's also a car, but the the one I'm thinking of is the, the show. There was a, the theme song was Queen. Uh, Whoa! And I forget the name of the song, but it was like very, it was like uh, like late deep eighties Queen. It was like very synth heavy, very epic. I never heard of that. That's a good Weird. one. Yeah. It's great. It's sick. For me, like, this immediately, this is a niche thing to sort of recount. It's just like, for me, it immediately conjures images of, like, every synth on this was like a rack mount, unit, like a Yamaha rack mm-hmm. mount, you know, like that, that, like, weird prepubescent phase of, like, we're not into VSTs yet, but nope, <laughs> we're not doing, you know, like, Moog stuff anymore. <laughs> right. It's like physical synthesizers but they're all digital sounds anyway it's right. like something you could easily replicate on the computer yeah, good. uh matt you were kind of making a stink face on i didn't that love one. it the, the the first one was like high end the first one felt like classy the, this one is is fine it's fine it's a little farty it's it's uh, a little farty <laughs> you know, it's the fart tones but you know it's all right get out of here it's okay sounds like this kind of flaccid disc for a party <laughs> i like a farty <laughs> Party. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> it's really turned into a farty. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just uh, you know, it's it's like a basic version of what we just heard. I think it's just trying to create that urgency in the viewer, and it, it doesn't it doesn't okay job of that. But the first one kind of makes me feel like I'm about to be operated on, and I think that's that's good. <laughs> well, I will say, when you hear this in the other room for the 250th time. <laughs> The Bones one holds up a little bit more. The the ER gets a little gimmicky after really? a while. Really? I guess I can. Okay. Interesting. There's still, you know, I can't. You can't touch either of Let them. Let me listen but, to them every night for a month, and I'll see. Yeah. If my feeling changes. I hear that it's dated. It's it, it's weird how ER is is there's almost more dated elements to it, but it's the yeah. amalgam makes it more timeless. Whereas this is like mm. it's more dated. I mean, I came right out and said as much, basically. Yeah. Okay. 
interesting. All right, all right. I did like it though. Uh, the thing is, though, if you ever watch the show, by the time you get to season eight, they like have a different version that's nowhere near as cool. So I don't know what the showrunners were thinking, but mm. just I want to give everybody that warning. Heated in advance, so you don't disturb warning yourselves heated. too much. Yeah, well, go past um, seven for our number one. This song you both might recognize. I got a feeling. NCIS? I, I mean, I, I'm going to know it. I, I can't pinpoint it, though, without <sighs> hearing it. It's same here. Jesse, you're kind of shaking your head. To, yeah. I must know it in some fashion, but I've never actively injected it into my veins. I thought NCIS was Won't Get Fooled Again, so uh, I'm definitely right. wrong. No, that, you're getting CSI mixed up with NCIS. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. And then there's also Blue Bloods and uh, Criminal Cases. I don't know what and, that is. Uh, now the full version is like over two minutes long we ain't we're not gonna do the whole thing uh but you'll you'll get a sense pretty quickly familiar with the piano will come back though Is this on DDR? I, I think we probably know where that's going. Oh, that's great. Uh, what? Here's here's my feeling about it. I don't know what the show is about, but I would guess <laughs> that whatever it's about is very completely unrelated to what that music sounds like, unless the show is about people investigating like a yeah. glow stick company or something. Like it's just not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did. The show is still going. It started in 2003. Uh, they solve crimes. There's like a goth lady in the, in the right. evidence <laughs> lab or whatever. Uh, it's, it's, they solve m- murders and such. I think it may be something to do with the Naval Academy. I, you'd think after all those seasons, you just blocked I would it out. Have retained anything. Blocked <laughs> it out. Uh, the piano does it for me every time. I can't count the number of times I've I've whistled that to myself. That was it, it was an interesting experience for me, which I think Matt and I maybe were aligned on. Where it's like when it opens, it's almost undercooked in the fidelity of things and the implementation. It's almost like oh, this is like a garage band like music, um, like a like a high school music project. But then you know it like blows up a little bit more for me. For the listeners, I used to be an avid, 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 avid Dance Dance Revolution player. And this is like a textbook, like in that world, um, this kind of song mm. would just it's fit. one step right. away from Sandstorm. Yes, that's definitely true. And like, for me, I was like, if there was a top line on this, it would be 
really cool. I think you know what your next project is for this coming month. I mean, to, you write, top you, lining these top, songs. Top lining NCIS uh, theme song. You got to get the stems. <laughs> yeah. Hi. I'm wondering if I can get the original stems for the NCIS theme. Now, as you roll into season 24, don't you think it's time for a it's little upgrade? For a top yeah. <laughs> you got to get the people on TikTok on watching your thing. Right, yeah. the top line. Your phrase. target demo right yeah. now is uh, over sixty-five and one third grade teacher. <laughs> uh, so that that was my 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 top three. But I do have an honorable mention. I have a little bit of a bone to pick uh, with Thin Lear because the last procedural show theme song we're looking at here, a little show called Mank. Oh shit! All right. We're bringing it back and home. And the song, the song is It's a Jungle Out There. Yeah. Uh, this is a great all-time TV show theme song. What oh, is your geez. problem with this song? I don't song? know. Well, because it's like, it's... it's. <laughs> oh, he's not singing about pedophiles and racists. <laughs> he's taking a break. Yeah, I want him to only sing about... the mood for once. God forbid. German serial killers. Uh, no, I mean, it's like, it, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's goofy. It's, it's It works with the show, but... You know, I so love Randy Newman's songwriting, and I feel like he gets looked at as like the dude who writes the Toy Story theme, or worse, you know, like the the you know like the the thing that gets made fun of on Family Guy or whatever. And I feel like it comes from this. I feel like this is one of the prime offenders of Randy Newman's legacy. Mm. Uh, I think if he did mm. it and it was just like a one-off thing and like no one really remembered it or whatever, but it's like so so firmly in the consciousness of people that have not explored his catalog that like. It hurts my soul that it's one of his like main vehicles for popularity. Mm. That's my feeling about it. It's too memorable to be forgettable. <laughs> you hear it once, it, it hooks you. Yeah. I don't. I barely care about the show, but the song was always a highlight. Uh, Je- Jesse, you all know on this one? Totally. I got nothing. Jungle out there. I'm, I'm a light. You know, li- I'm lightly aware of. You know, even Randy Newman's discog. I know his deal. I know the, the importance he's had in, in music and everything, but. Couldn't tell you much about him. Much less Monk as well. Monk's an all right show. I remember enjoying it when it was on. Tony Shalhoub's good, you know? Tony Shalhoub really carries it, yeah. Um, All right, we'll listen to the abridged version. If you don't know, the show's about a a germaphobe, uh, like a a brilliant detective, but he's also really uh, obsessive compulsive and just has a lot of weird quirks and is generally scared of his environment. Good concept for a show. Yeah, it's a nice, encouraging message right there. Mm-hmm. I think there's a part in the song where he like does like a scary chord. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you know, the he's devil's doing something tritone like, or something. Oh, you know, like it's it's something some spooky's happening, and it's just it, it's you know it's hokey in the ways you need to be hokey for this kind of silly theme song. But it's just like ah, uh, like I just hear the writers of Family Guy like turning their gears to <laughs> des- destroy this man's credibility. Hey. Uh, a hater's gonna hate. It's jungle out there. Just saw the ink confusion everywhere. Yeah. No one seems to care. Well, I do. Hey, who's in charge here? It's jungle out there. You look so bummed out. You know what's in the water that you drink? Well, I do. It's Amazing. People think I'm crazy. Don't so worry all the time. If you paid attention, you'd be worried too. You better pay attention. All this world. That mandolin, come on. 
I forgot the lotion of the basket guy was in the show. Uh, That's where that thing came <laughs> from? That's where the, sa- the sign-off goes from? <laughs> yep. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's solid. It's a solid minute-long thing. It's just, it does bum me out. It makes me sad. Because I think of all the people that are just sort of know him from this, and it's just like, oh, man. If it wasn't for that, they wouldn't know him at Maybe all. Maybe that would be better, though. Because then they could come upon him. And it got his kids through college, I'm sure. Matt, in the past few, has been doing something I haven't been doing as much, which is like you're evaluating them as pieces that serve the shows. Like, oh, does this actually thematically make sense? Is this prepping me for the show? And this one, I'm getting that more. It feels like a good setup for the show. For some reason, the, the past few, I was totally disinterested with, you know, I was down to evaluate it sonically mm. on its own. But... For this one, I am tapping into that more as like giving it more merit for me. I did, I, th- I think it was great on its own. Uh, I will also say that. That makes me feel a little bit better for him. Well, oh, for him, yeah. And myself. <laughs> <laughs> Therein concludes uh, my top Hui Min Show TV theme songs. I don't think that's going to make it into a uh, an episode name, but uh, there you have it. Congratulations. Basic Printer, what have you been listening to this week? Listen, my opinion. That's our transition, by the way, into your section, if you don't know. Oh, I, oh, okay, I right. know. Oh, he knows. He won the contest. Opinion. That was our first interview okay, question. So. <laughs> we covered that in the second interview. I should have uh, remembered. Oh, well, look. Yeah, I know the concept of the show. It's supposed to bring something here that's... You don't have any sense of, of what I'm bringing kind of have a bit of a, a concept behind it, a bit of a unifying sort of tee up to it. And there was a, a few things there that came to mind. You know, the first thing I thought was like, you know, while I make music, as Basic Printer, I make music, I call it Goyge Pop. And I thought, hey, I could explain Goyge Pop. I could bring a bunch of what I would call as like Goyge Pop songs. Felt too hokey, felt too on the nose. And, you know, it's like... Mm. Whatever. So I put that aside. And then the second thought was like, well, what else would be sort of something that I could bring that's like on brand that leaves my mark but still satisfies all these needs? And I thought video game soundtracks, which I'm not even as much Uh. uh, a gamer these days. But that also felt contrived. So I didn't I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that. So I, I, I kept I kept chasing this feeling of like everything I'm thinking of feels like either too contrived for me or just whatever, just not enough. So I, I went with something a little bit different that I think is additive to the show, still a little surprising, but still on brand for me. And what I brought today, because I didn't I don't know that you've really done a bunch of this on the show yet is just okay. some of my favorite rap songs. Whoa, okay. How about ah, that? Did not there see you that go. coming. Mission accomplished for me. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm all ears. The video game idea is like, you know, I think we have like danced around that a few times. You know, Thomas, you brought in like the that's always going to be there for the, the taking, 8-bit yeah. thing was not right. you know really he keeps saying 8-bit Super yeah. Mario 64 <laughs> sound font yeah he knows what he's doing 
that wasn't quite it. But we're still we are still waiting for the video game episode. For for any future guests, we're still yeah, wide open true. for that. One of my favorite podcasts. Uh, how did this get played? They always talk about video game music. I so listen I to like it all the time. Yeah, hell yeah. There, it is a bottomless well of, of great stuff there too. So that would have totally worked. Talking about Glochpop would have totally worked. Those weren't uh, bad ideas at all. But great. Wait, what are the rap uh, sort of parameters that you're bringing in today? Like, is it these are just songs that you right. dig? Are they or skits? Is it, oh god. <laughs> yeah, the skits. Oh my god. No, yeah, it's not. It's not just uh, like I'm kind of I'm undercooking it a little bit by the tea up. It's not simply you know some of my favorite rap songs. What I'll say is that these songs are. Songs that I think that, you know, uh, listeners of your podcast and, and you two being kind of, you know, more tuned into what, you know, music is as an art and, and, and being a part of doing that and being into like the greats and the classics, but also having a sense of what's innovative and all that. This is, these are all rap songs that I think would scratch the itch of someone like that who's kind of a little bit of a brainier mm. music fan yeah are these like um, like 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 rap music to bring in an indie fan sure yeah like it's it's i would say these exist in what would be called like the underground rap scene okay. alternative shit yeah oh so it's all like alternative yeah. rap okay i'm thinking yeah. like yeah, mf call doom that. maybe mm. yeah that, that he's definitely plugged into some of these characters probably mm. um yeah, just just some strong rap that I think a naysayer would kind of, you know, be be uh, swayed by. Mm. Let's say rap, persuasive rap. That's my persuasive rap. That's my okay. thing here. Okay. That's good. All right. So my first one, I've just sent to Thomas, and it's uh, Rap Ferreira. Is is the rapper? The song is called You Dig. He's actually, I didn't know him because he's hes local. He, he is recently local to Nashville, but um, he's definitely had a very large life of his own uh, before coming here. And you know what? I'll just leave it there and we'll, we'll see how we feel about things. Cool. So it looks like so far you're sharing very new stuff. Which is relatively new, yeah. Cool. My, my alternative rap knowledge kind of fell off about 10. 15 years ago now, so I am... Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd be like, oh, like, Outkast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, boy. You know, yeah. like, mid-90s Outkast. I mean, Stankoni was probably the first rap album I, like, bought with my own money. You can't go wrong with any Outkast purchase, probably. I'm not even that well-versed, but I know you can't go wrong. No, they don't have any bad records, really. United Defenders of International Goodwill, Rap Ferreira. Yeah. Let's check it out. This looks like a crazy album cover. It, this is an enticing album cover. It's really good album. Rhythm and Poetry by Rap Ferreira and the Jefferson Park Boys. Check it out. King Poetical Dingbat. Hip cat science, theoretical ink splat, scope that, wing ding impeccable, hope stash, Versailles oak path, ruby yacht be the goat and gas, lotus staff, to very the dome, overpass, overgrown grass, luscious laugh, make the greens more vibrant, need my own island to transmit from, admit one, black Orpheus, nickel cadmium. 
Who put the bean in their back? No heat on my naps. Leaning the strut, never the flask. Mean on wax, nicer in person, not quite friendly. Is that right Twilight Zone one fell stroke, no Goodell Cole with the L in the hell hole. Shell toe genie, blue meanie, a cosmology, Lucini, an odd policy. You startled me with all that thirstiness. Blind lemon, ice nine melting. Helmet made of toothpicks starts rusting openly. Texas holding with only me. Well, Horace Silver was there grinning, but not playing. Praying, but not. Get to pay the taller than the letter Get to pay the taller than the letter that's some hot stuff you like it that's one of the most interesting songs i've heard in a really long time i mean the, the, wow. the three different phases that it goes through and initially i was like oh you know the first phase and the 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 music behind it that the the uh bottle sound you know like it's, it's cool you know, it's cool yeah. it's cool it's it's, it's like <laughs> elemental it's like oh it's interesting and then it has that twilight zone bit and that was took things in a different place and then that that next change is, is actually just straight up beautiful like those changes are are great i was i was really into that and that, and that you said that whole record is is sort of on that same wavelength oh yeah oh yeah like that that uh that track is representative of, of the entire record. Like it really doesn't, uh, it doesn't hit on a level less than that the whole time, which is great. Yeah. Lyrically. I mean, obviously you can only catch so much on the first listen, but it's definitely that surrealist stream of consciousness. It's, it's like filling in that hole that uh, MF doom left behind for me. Like, I, you know, just where I'm coming from, that's always my favorite kind of stuff is when it's just like line by line, just, it paints a very weird picture. There's not like, you know, necessarily strong story or narrative to uh, to parse out. Okay, good to know this for some of my follow-up picks here. Wow. Yeah, you can't could, go wrong rapping about blue meanies. <laughs> blue flowers. Right. You know, there's a very songy aspect to that track where, you know, there's like the drum fills are changing. Mm. They're samples, but they're different things. And then... Uh, there's co- new chords happening in a string section. They kind of balloon. It's just like there's so much development and songwriting to it, which is amazing. That's exactly right. Yeah, and the the bloom is the right word for it, I think, because it happens twice. It evolves in that way twice, and it's uh, so c- certainly the first time I was, I think, expecting some kind of evolution. Second time, uh, uh, yeah, I was not expecting the second one. <laughs> that was surprising. Great, man. Yeah, that was that was a good sound. I could definitely hear that Silicon Valley, one of those like HBO shows where something really wonky happens. That's a good set, sets a good tone. No, that's great. Wow, and you got them writing your your neighborhood there, huh? Down in the Nashville scene. Yeah, I, I actually what's funny is again he he was in Maine for a long time. I didn't even it wasn't even like the ceremonious news that's like rap rap move to Nat like no one said that. But uh, one day I saw him at Trader Joe's hmm. actually. And he's like got a great big audience, um, but he's just, he's, you know, not in the mainstream. And it's like, you know, he's got tons and tons and tons and tons of listeners. Um, and I, I, I would have gone up to him if the, if the moment was right, but I couldn't. Mm. 
at the time. Sometimes the mom is not right. Grocery you, store is tough. That you know it. Not right. All right, you ready for another one? Or any more thoughts on this? Uh, I'm I'm just excited for more. Yeah, we'll see if you can top it. You know, and, and you know, because Tom is kind of, you know, he had his opening track, and then it sort of kind of just went downwards from there. So we'll see. If- <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> well, I've I've got it here, and uh, you want you want any sort of prelude to this, or you want to just immerse and deconstruct? What's that ballast on your salad by Serengeti? That's, that's I have no song. more questions. Well, I guess this is going to be surreal. Right? I mean, it's highly possible. Oh, it's, and the <laughs> album is uh, With Greg from Deerhoof. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so the name of the album is literally With Greg from Deerhoof, which is, is a very Serengeti thing to do. But it, it's, it's uh, Greg Saunier from Deerhoof. I don't yeah. know if anyone knows that band, but he's the drummer, one of my favorite bands. Oh, one of the best drummers in indie rock. I okay. would agree. I, I had the conscious thought the other day that he's probably my favorite drummer even. Um, but he produced and drums on this whole record and Serengeti raps on his stuff. All right, here we go. Plus the judge you put on your ballot. Do you put smoked salmon on your salad? If a friend don't call, do you feel invalid? Do you think you live in a palace? It's all right, just use your legs. Keep it simple like boiled eggs. Make some oatmeal, slice an apple. Oh. You can do it, razzle dazzle. Strike the gavel, call a truce. I'm tired of travel, I'm eating soups. Bought a coat, it fits me well. Where we live, it's like a it spell. Get the bag, all you need. Can't complain, we were free. Need for speed, slow it down. Want some weed, here's a pound. What's your town? Throw it up, make a baby, sippy cup. Life is tough, don't make it worse. Buy my drops, we all need shirts. Who's the judge? You are on your ballot. You put smoke sim on your When does Satomi Matsuzaka come in? Good call. That'd be nice. Keep buying car, keep me up to date. Drip the oil. That tempo is really going up and down. you look yeah you were in wonderment there for a good minute and a half uh i love the drums on that one the way I, I mean, I can't, I can't tell if it's a sample or not, or or being played live for the. So it sounds like drums. That sounded like a live track, right? That was like yeah, it, the, it sounded like a perhaps a live track. Is that true? Big time, yeah. He's uh, so he's a, a very well practiced, very like prolific drummer, I guess you could say. So there's definitely like when you, if you get to know his sound as a drummer, it's like oh, he's definitely unmistakable. And, a lot, and, and tons of improvisation. The genesis of, the, of this album even was uh, they uh, apparently the story goes they had they were double booked at a studio in France separately. Like Deerhoof was booked for something, Greg was, and Serengeti was booked. They double booked and they showed up at the same time. I'm like, ah, well, what do we do? Let's and make then a record. Did yeah. a song from this record. Oh, and that's pretty cool. Doing, yeah. Um, who knows how stretched that is for PR purposes, but. Hey. Seems cool. I choose to believe it. Yeah. Just like not? David Bowie and Queen just happen to bump into each other at whatever the fuck oh, studio hey, let's in France. Oh, sing our like asses off. Under pressure. Yeah. 
uh, without even trying. No, I love those drums. Those were like John Bonham, like, uh, and just really like just bump through the whole song. I mean, it's sort of just it. it there's not a. It's not necessarily dynamic, right? But it doesn't have to be. Like it's just this rumble that, uh, yeah, you really get into it. Very different, like aesthetic than the last song, obviously, but also in terms of like what the intention was. Like the last song, as you said, it blooms. This is not that. Like this is like this is of, the Renaissance Fair comes to town. <laughs> this is what. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about that still, but I, I, I think the the percussion is uh, super hypnotic and goes with the um, the flow too. Is also hypnotic because it doesn't it wasn't changing as much as the last uh, the last uh, cadence. Do you both put smoked salmon on your salads? Oh, I, I, when I can, it's great. Capers, a little red onion. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you know that IKEA. I don't know if it's. I think it is. If you if you've been to an IKEA recently, they have a salad with a. Uh, it's really good <laughs> with a like a salmon on it, smoked salmon perhaps. Yeah, the sort of deadpan. It's it's kind of interesting, Matt. What you're saying is like Greg is almost constantly flopping around at his like bells and and that's there's it's so constantly dynamic that it comes off as as kind of regular. And so the dynamics are actually it's more of a, a walk uh, with the both of that. And Serengeti is the same way. The sort of deadpan kind of bored thing within this chaos i just really love it yeah it's like sustained chaos you know because when that's happening you're sustaining the chaos in that way it becomes hypnotic it's uh and that's great is it going to be as chaotic as the next thing you got up your sleeve here perhaps there's a couple routes i could go i'm tempted to go and the temptation has won and i've sent it covertly to thomas this is a little bit of a response to everything i'm hearing this is going to add more to the conversation, I think. So we'll see what this brings us. The song is called Acid King uh, by Malibu <laughs> Ken. What the fuck? <laughs> Screenshot looks like something from Tim and Eric. Great. So this is all lining up pretty consistently. We do have a music video for this one that's pretty wild. I'm so. that. Oh, Malibu Ken is Aesop Rock and Tobacco. Okay, I'm a lightly familiar. I know you're a huge uh, tobacco fan. They're like they drive the the heart and soul of the the Gloich pop sound. Yeah, he's got to be tobacco, just by process of elimination. Like, it must be my favorite artist of all time. Daddy, I don't know if you're ready for this. This is a Do you little. Think this is going to be too far out for me. <laughs> weird. Oh, this is know. for the young folks. It's yeah. pretty far out, but we'll have to see how far we get into the video. <laughs> you're going to need to take a cigar break. Yeah, yeah you know how that calms my nerves. Load her up here. His lips look like bubblegum. Yeah, okay. The magic is black, backyard happy and fertile. The castle, the ass, king in a black circle. Same year, Bubby dropped two horns, hatched and mature. To Gore Northport's 84, here is 84. Maybe the wet and excite like age jeopardy. Wake up the obelomy, fat rock anyway. 17 summers in developing, would it be the middle school academy? Yes. Left home in the dark to curl up in a bear, hug us up the county's arms with a bevy of heavy metal records and leather Bibles. For Antana made the This is triggering my fight or flight response. Yeah, that makes sense. Despite the pentagram pilot, Sabbath. 
you this in our tombs prudence seems tame now but then it was yes. Rick six the nickname clicks makeshift alter in the clearing Aww. of the sticks for the kitten by the forks from the kitchen but our spinner drew the same symbols he's decaying it is like a dare like how long will you yeah this is an upsetting video that synth is very unsettling. Big time. Something is very wrong with that sound. It's got one million views the way two girls one cup is Alright, that was certainly a finale of sorts. It was a climax. I didn't dislike it. I mean, I, I think the um, the first song was far and away my favorite. Like that's I'm gonna go and listen to that dude's cool. record. The uh, I really like the tone though of that last song. Like the the tone of the synth, ominous, fantastic. It's like John Carpenter level of ominous. Uh, <laughs> great call! Wow, what a that's a great lovely. Comparison. Like that that was that was my favorite tone. You know, a lot of this is synth based, so like that's you know, I feel like a, I I appreciate it for that. And again, it is sort sort of hypnotic in that way. It's very sparse. It's um just it's unsettling. It it does that job, and the video pairs with it nicely. But I think even if it wasn't that <laughs> video, uh, it's it's still an unsettling tune. The repetition of that, and you know, it's ASAP Rock, so like he obviously knows what he's doing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I I did like it. I did like it. What what vibe would you put that uh, last song on, Acid King? When when when's that going on the speakers? Great great question. Honestly, like you could you know for example where my head's going, it's like if you were like you like one does if you've got someone tied up to a chair in your basement, you know you kind of close yeah. the door behind you and this song starts and you're kind of walking. That's what I was thinking. Doing a little yeah. Reservoir Dogs like you know sharpen your knife or whatever. I was gonna say if you had like, <laughs> like one of your one of your enemies was over. And they just like took an edible. I would say then you put this on, and just really sh shattered yeah, their existence. You... <laughs> I would say it would be the only. Oh, video is video. Sure, as you well, could project that onto like a wall or something onto your own face. Okay, it's weird because you know I, I'm, I go there for an answer, but it's also like I, uh, it's not purely unsettling. It's also um, urgent or, or you yeah. know hypnotic. Or meditative, yeah. you know, which is also a weird thing to say uh, next to each other. But. Yeah, it didn't have the kind of laid back, deadpan, relaxed aspect of the first two songs. So I think it didn't quite catch my fancy as much for that reason. But that makes sense. Yeah, I did, I'm glad Aesop Rock's still going. I know that's a name I remember hearing from however long ago yeah. when I was a teenager. Big time. Yeah, he's definitely kept going. I, pick, I, I had a few different directions I could went. I went with this because. So you're hearing a lot of talk of drums, and then so this doesn't have any drums, and then uh, yeah, and then you you mentioned Thomas that you were not a not as into like a storied rap, and this is very much mm. like a, a complete you know beat by beat sort of recounting of a story. It's about um, 
Ricky Casso, who and I don't know if it was the 80s or, or what, but he was like an 18, 19 year old kid who like took acid and killed his friend. And very famous oh, yeah. story. You probably, if you looked you it up. You wouldn't. Well, that matches certainly matches the mood the of the song <laughs> very, very yeah. much. Yeah, we makes me immediately regret what I was comparing it to. A little beyond the black rainbow vibe there for you. <laughs> oh sure, yeah, I, I had that. Yeah. You know, John Carpenter came up in my mind, and also like you know, I can't remember if it's Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead, the original George Romero version of Night of the Living Dead. One of the not Night of the Living Dead, well, the, the one in uh, the mall. Yes, I think it's Dawn oh, yeah. of the Dead. Yeah, that Dawn that one. Dead, yeah. uh, has a soundtrack that is similar to that in its intention, where it's just like this sort of escalating synth. Basie synth thing that's just like, oh, something very wrong is happening wrong is right happening. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, Jesse, you're taking us out of our comfort zone today. It's nice. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I didn't see a lot of, you know, there, there's conventions of the show that um, really anchor it down, but kind of wanted you to utilize <laughs> just this, bog it down, anchor it down. Yeah, yeah, just trying to take it out of the mud for a second. Yeah, no, I think because if you had brought in, you know, like you definitely brought these are alternative rap songs, these are certainly left of center. We're not listening to Chief Keef yeah. here, this is like pretty out there stuff. Big time. I thought, you know, I thought you could see it was something. How do we get to the rap territory on this podcast in a way that? everyone's entertained and it's not just a uh you know oh, okay here we go we got to do little wayne the carter all right yeah rap exists neat like <laughs> um i'd say in terms of your argument you know trying to persuade the indie fan to dip their toes in the waters of rap a little more and in modern stuff I'm, I'm glad you really focused on that too your first two songs definitely did that that third one i think is, is going to scare away folks so they got to find that on their own that that's up to them to make yeah, that I, call I that's an advanced AP course. Yeah, we didn't have the prerequisites. Perhaps. What's a, what's a good uh, note for us to go out on? You got any good uh, climactic feels? Yeah, well, that was really... That was That it. was the load. That was the... That was the one. I mean, otherwise, we've got um, just some nice stuff that... Uh, here, I'll, th- I'll throw this in the ring for us. This is uh, Open Mic Eagle. Mm-hmm. No, no, no surprises here. Just a, a good example of like rap that maybe doesn't talk about the usual stuff, but still has that feel and ha- has the production mm. and has the stuff you're looking for. Right. From we'll it. call it a we'll call it a palate cleanser. Yeah, there you go. I, I got to get Malibu Ken. I got to get his face out of my head <laughs> for a second here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is Open Mike Eagle Aces Bop. Oh, we got some Japanese on the album cover here. It says Wasurita. Go. Sorry. What, no, it says What was I Kwanita? thinking? Yeah, it, it broke. Brought that. I think that's what it says. Anime trauma and divorce. All right. Hey, Matt, did you know that Thomas Benson Had you heard that one before? I hadn't. No. Let's talk about that. Let's roll up our sleeves and get into that. Let's take in a depth. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you all about it over dinner. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll save a future episode for it. Pretty sure it says Kwanita on the, on the cover there. All right. Let's, let's check this out here. This, this looks like a chiller vibe. Mm. 
My eyes glazed over like Mike, what you thinking about? I really don't wanna log in to my bank account. Watching all the rapper girls and spying all the rapper guys. Surprise, it's got me feeling dissatisfied. In between and singing blues is the tendency. But Michael Nimble, Michael move independently. He get Paragon, peep the 10 hour marathon. Studio crying, watching Evangelion. Barely no line between speaker and audience. So called analysts haven't got the fog against. A nigga's problems unseen like Invisalign. It's dinner time, watch me compartmentalize. We belong or pretend we legitimate. Half Joe Star, half Shinji the etiquette. And right when I'm about to tap out, though, I hit my kid, skipping through the house all out, going. This is yet another entirely different flavor from what we've heard before. This is just a whole other offshoot. Alright. What'd you think of that one there, Thin Lear? It was good. I liked it. I mean, I'm, I'm still partial to the first track that we listened to. And to be honest, I actually did like the last track, now that I'm thinking about it more. Malibu Can? Uh, yeah, because it uh, is, is, has oh, a lot of staying power, and it's just really sticking with me. Uh, just, yeah, disconcerting in all the right ways to, to the point where I might actually listen to it <laughs> later. Sometimes you just have to hand it over. Like, w- when things scare me or piss me off or something, I'm, it becomes this thing I have to conquer. I'm like, well... Wow, why does that piss me right. off so much? And I get like, like Animal Collective did. Uh, sorry, Matt. Animal Collective did that to me. And <laughs> I don't, I don't hate that band. It's just you just hate the sound <laughs> of the voices. <laughs> Open up your own. Yeah, uh, I. Yes. You know, the last, um, the last song we just listened to was reminding me of. Uh, you ever hear of Fat Tony? <laughs> so, no, I don't Fat think Tony so. Is a rapper? Is also is Fat this Tony a Jersey is thing? Also, this is no. a Hoboken thing. No. Fat Tony, I believe, is from Texas, but That's he's been around for a while, um, and he sort of sits at that intersection of like indie and rap and alternative, and you know, for example, he's like on Car Park Records with like you know uh, hmm. a bunch of indie bands, and you know, and him, and uh, he has a sound that is you know not exactly the same as what we just listened to, but sort of sits in that world of multiple genres and. Um, yeah, it was making me that last tune, which I liked. It was making me think of of his work. I, I liked it, and I liked uh, it was more personable, and it was like even a, it being my first listen. Usually, I'm like overwhelmed and can't follow stuff. Like it was, a, it it got. I already got a sense of the guy and his world like very quickly, and it was uh, it was very kind of vulnerable and yeah, just. Word, yeah, I, I really like. I think a, a really good thesis for like Open Mike Eagle is. Yeah, I think it's like the second line. He's like, I really don't want to check uh, log yeah. into my bank account. It's like the, one of the first uh, like lines, and it's like every rapper ever is like bragging about their mansion, you know. So I just I like that he I, he makes me laugh a lot too. Yeah, you don't stuff. hear a ton of rappers being like, I have money problems. This is not a good time for me right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. What did we all learn today? I think we we skipped that part last week, Thin Lear. I think we forgot to learn, but I'm, I'm we, not yeah, forgetting it Yeah, we didn't today. learn anything last time. Uh, this time, 
I didn't learn what NCIS stands for, so that's disappointing. I was I was uh, uh, reinvigorated to hear the ER soundtrack. You got a jolt. Um, and what was the name of the artist from the, who did the first song, Jesse, that we listened to? Rap, uh, rap, rap, rap Ferreira. Rory Allen Phillip. Ferreira. Yeah, I, I love that. And the record, the song was called You Dig. What's the, what's the record called? United Defenders of... <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. an acronym, I uh, believe. It's... It is the Purple Moonlight Pages is the album. The song we listen to is United Defenders of International Goodwill by the artist Rory Allen Phillip Ferreira. Like a Moody Blues record. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm definitely gonna check that album out. I really uh, love it's, that sound. It's an all time. Love it. For me, that ER theme had the had the Acid King, you know, effect on me. I think it's like that was like a dazzling thing. So I I learned that you know I should. Bring some uh, party favors to your house when your wife is watching. I need 10 <laughs> cc's of ratitude, stat. <laughs> uh, I learned that uh, I got to get back into, you know, peeking around the alternative rap scene. Uh, I can't just listen to Mad Villainy till the end of my days. I, I can broaden my horizons a little bit more. Uh, but I got to, uh, no playing with Malibu Ken. Got to stay away from him for now at least. <laughs> okay, good. That fella. For your health, for your health. Anything uh, you guys want to plug at this time? Anything going on? Shows? Happenings? Not long ago, who are you, open, who, who are you opening for? I'm opening next for month. myself uh, this coming week. When is this coming it's out? Gonna be, yeah, I'm going to see you. Uh, it's going to be the day after this episode comes out. I'm seeing this goober ah. at the Sheffield Lodge in Massachusetts. Racebrook Lodge right. in Sheffield, Massachusetts. Come see me in the woods. It's a very... Uh, uh, beautiful locale. So if you're in the Sheffield area or in the vicinity, come out and see me. Maybe you'll win the podcast contest round two. Maybe I'll maybe I'll win it for myself <laughs> next time. And also, oh, in, in August, in, in late August on the 26th, this was just announced at Le Poisson Rouge, very very classy NYC venue. Yeah. I'll be opening for Hermitage Green, the the popular UK. I believe they're from Ireland. Uh, a popular band from there, very folky. Excited for that one. There are tickets available on all of the various links. Sweet. Uh, any basic printer shows coming up? No, I just I did a tour with Under the Rug in April that wrapped um, in April. I had an album come out a little bit ago now, but I would say this this most recent album, Haha, ha, yeah, it's got the most sort of alt rap influence uh, of anything in my my discogs. If you like this episode, there's some of that flavor in what I'm doing Hell these yeah. days. Yeah, I'm excited to check that one out more. I can definitely swear by Fantastic Wrist, uh, some of the most mm. engaging, colorful soundscapes I've heard in recent memory. Tight songwriting as well. Colorful wow. indeed. That's that's a good yeah, adjective. Really good Sorry. lessons. Uh, Jesse, thank you so much uh, for coming on, expanding our horizons, uh, getting yeah, things a little spicy yeah, around here. Yeah, you injected a new life into this, yeah, very stale environment that we have. <laughs> you cracked open here. a window. Yeah, I, you're welcome, I'm glad this episode went viral because of me. Yeah. You know? Manifest, manifest it, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I, 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 it was so much fun every second. Absolutely a treat. Uh, we'll definitely have to have you back sometime. And you listener out there, we didn't forget about you. We got a favor to ask. Go ahead and leave us a rating or a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Subscribe so you never miss a future episode. You can follow the podcast at Losing My Opinion on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. And I think 
It's a Jungle Out There is a damn fine representation of the artist, the man, the myth, the legend that is Randy Newman. And I could be wrong now, but I don't think so. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're wrong. I don't know. Listening to it again, I actually, I do enjoy it. It's goofy. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's uh, complicated. It's a complicated thing. And I'll say so long, suckers, on that complicated note. There we go. It's delicious. Delicious.